the legend. Mike, 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 Mike. Oh, this works, man. You did it. I'm <laughs> How about that? You, man. And I'm on earpiece. Uh, Listen. Okay. It sounds good. Any... Good. Okay. Yeah, you sound good, too. Yeah, it's funny that. Hey, uh, let's let's just remember. I always sound good. That's just how we're gonna. Well, that's you know that that goes without saying. That's that goes without saying. Sounds that, good. Looks true? good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, brother? Just you, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. It's like the it's coolest awesome. thing ever. This yeah. Is awesome. I'm just I'm just happy that we can uh, <clears throat> we can bring people into the into our conversations because I think. I was th- I was just talking to Lisa, and I, but I, I think that um, I think that you're the only other person that has a sleep schedule similar to mine, just because I don't know when you do sleep, and whenever, <laughs> and whenever I have questions at seven o'clock in the morning, I just give you a call, no no questions and, asked, and you always pick up, right? <laughs> we're, and we're there, that's yeah, right. Man. And I and I screen calls, so you know there's only a few people that I answer. <laughs> so. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. All-Star Saturday night. <coughs> Gotta love that. We so, have, um, you know, we have guys participating in seven different things in All-Star. The only thing we don't have a guy in is the celebrity game, which who cares? Really? Yeah, that doesn't I mean, that doesn't really move <laughs> doesn't count. for a lot of people. I tried. You know what, man? I tried watching a little bit of the celebrity game last night, and it may have been the worst display of basketball I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's got to be right up there. I I think I had I think I watched uh, about fifteen seconds while I was trying to read the TV guide to see what channel to switch to. So that was the extent of my participation <laughs> in that one. Well, I uh, <laughs> I contacted I, I I shouted out Duncan and I said, "Hey man, I uh, I put my 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 entire four hundred one k on the line for you to win the three point contest. So please don't please don't let me down." <laughs> Please don't let me down. That's Please don't great. let me down. He said. That's he said great. he got it. He said he has it. We'll, we'll see what he does. <laughs> I'm excited for him. I sure hope that uh, you know. You just want the first time you do it to be a great experience. You exactly. know, he's got. Uh, we got a couple of our guys in there, and Duncan is. Uh, Duncan is doing things that certainly no one expected. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, well, we have, we had our goals, but I I don't, you know, certainly nobody, nobody from the outside thought that, uh, that this guy could do these things. Yeah, man. So that part's from great. I I feel like, um, through the many conversations we have, I feel like one question that I've almost, and it's kind of like ties into that, I guess, because you've worked with, so you've worked with, obviously you're, you're with, uh, with Miami now, and we work with the best players in the world. What do you think? is the biggest difference working with a pro at that level as opposed to not a pro because you've worked with both obviously right you know what i mean right but like mm-hmm. i know for me um i always wondered that like to me it was always like what's the difference like what what would what, what's the big difference so I, i'm I, i'm curious on your take on what you think is the big difference there well, I think probably the most noticeable difference is their ability to assimilate. Yeah. And you've got the highest level guys. Um, like we've actually put things in for players in shoot around and they've gone and done them in the games. And, you know, it's just a, it's a talent level um, where they can incorporate whatever you're giving them that makes sense to them. Right. Uh, their priorities are to get it. <clears throat> and, you know, the talent level to be able to know what they're, know what they're feeling, know what their body's doing, know what they're trying to do with the ball um, and trying to do with themselves. They're able to, they're able to do things really, really quickly. Now that goes for a select few. Um, and there are, because there's so many different types of learners um, some of them, you know, you can show somebody something. I used to work with, um, uh, Mark Blunt, which was a long time ago. Mark was an interesting guy, super, uh, it was intelligent and he would, he was a really hard worker back in his day. And <clears throat> we would work on something and spend, you know, a couple hours working on it. And then I would tell him, I have, here's where I want to go next. 
I've got something to introduce to you. And he would always say, you know, he'd always show me. He'd always say that. And so I'd, I'd jump up there and I'd give him a couple reps and he'd kind of look at me and he'd kind of nod his head. Okay. So the next time we would get together, he was already going down the road of getting that particular task. And, you know, some guys just have the ability to, to, to see it, visual learners. Yep. Um, other guys have to feel it. Other guys have to go through a process. I call, there's artists, there's mechanics, there's scientists. Some people want to understand the, the, the ultimate details. Others just want a picture, um, you know, and it, it's, uh, you know, so I, I guess the difference between the high level guys is, is a certain type of talent. Yep. Uh, and then it takes the talent on our part to be able to get the message across in a way that they can use their talents right. uh, to bring it on board. One, yeah. one yeah. thing to, it's one thing to know it. It's another, it's another thing to be able to teach it in a way that others can apply it. And yeah. I feel like I stole this man. I still, well, I steal everything from you. Obviously, you know that. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's not stealing if it's given. <laughs> but I tell you, man, I give you all the credit in the world because, and I'll, I'm going to tell the story about how we met to begin with. But um, what I stole from, what one of the big things I stole from you, and now I incorporate it with every single player I work with, no matter how old they are, is when we are talking about the type of learners. Just like you said, some are visual, some are more verbal, but I believe um, the thing that stood out the most to me was the one time you were just saying people retain a certain percentage of information when they themselves can teach it. And yes. now after every lesson we cut it, I cut it, you know, whatever the time is, if it's an hour, we're going to go 55 minutes, you know, really concentrated on what we're learning and everything. And then it finishes up. And then I use that last five minutes to say, you teach me everything we learned today. Because ah, that's great, Mike. Yeah, because, that's because great. I want them to retain it. I want them to know it. And I have to say, I've never had I've never gone since I've been doing this. I've never had a player at the end be like, ah, man, I don't know. They've literally given me right, right. detail after detail. And then the next time we show up, I'm like, OK, what did we work on last time? And they can all they can all repeat right. it back to me. And for me, that's just like, OK, they're 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 understanding it. I want them to understand it before anything else. Well, I, and I couldn't agree. I mean, more, I think that, you know, I think the way that I put it was uh, people remember about 25% of what they're told. Right. And if you think, if you think about it just out in, in the general public, how many times do people walk up and shake hands with someone that they've just been introduced to? (laughs) Hi, my name is such and so. And as soon as you let go of the hand, the name basically falls to the ground yeah. and you've forgotten what they just told you. So you remember a small percentage of what you're told. Right. You remember about 70% of what you discover. So you think about that, the process that you've gone through and trial and error and whatever, it, whatever you come on, you say, wow, okay, I remember this. I mean, people do it in golf all the time and they figure out something on the driving range. And yet the next day, something that's really important to them, they cannot go out there and, and reproduce it. They're trying to remember what was it that I was talking about? What was it that I was telling you? But if you turn around and demand that they are the ones teaching it, there's just a higher level of understanding and demand in what the information is. Right. So <clears throat> I think that's a, that's a great, uh, that's a great way to end lessons. I, I do the same. And then I go even one farther. I, I even, I ask my players even now, when we get done working on something, I said, I want you to go back and write it down. Yeah. I said, don't put it in your iPhone. <laughs> Coach yeah. Spo and I used to, at Coach Spo's Academy, we used to end all of the clinics the same way. And we'd say that. I'd say, hey, listen, I want you guys to go write down the important things for you. And I said, did anybody write the things down from last week? And of course, you know, you get a couple hands. Yeah, I did. I did. And then one kid, <laughs> one kid to me says, yeah, I wrote it down. And I said, he says, I have it with me. I go, really? Can you show me? He said, yeah, it's right here in my iPhone. And I said, oh, so you didn't write it down. And, you know, guys are looking at me thinking I'm getting a little nitpicky. And he says, well, no, I wrote it down on my iPhone. I said, all right. So this is your best friend standing right next to you, correct? Uh, yes. And I said, and you wrote his phone number 
in your iPhone, right? <laughs> now the quiet comes and all the people, everybody starts looking at each other like, uh-oh, this is troubles. And I said, what's your best friend's phone number? <laughs> this is awesome. And they kid, you know, they can't tell you. I right. said, but you wrote it down in your iPhone. I said, if you take out a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper, you are telling your mind that this is something exceptional for you. It's a responsibility for you. And even, you know, whether you think it's old school or not, true mental reps, not mindless reps, right. matter. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, and, and then if you go back and you say, okay, I want you to take this knowledge, it's great. You say, teach it to me, but now go teach it to your best friend. Go teach it to whomever else will listen. And yep. you know, you've experienced it yourself. I know I got, I, I had a blast listening to your very first podcast. Um, and I just loved listening to you talk about, okay, now I had to teach this stuff. And it was, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I think I better know this a lot better. So there is that, there's this other demand because you don't know what kind of questions you're going to get. Never. So and you better have the answers. And if you don't, be fair enough with everyone to say, I don't know that, yeah. but I'll, I'll, I'll know the next time you ask me. Instead yeah. of the way, I mean, you know, a lot of people want to try to just be the expert. So they'll right. just make something up. And right. eventually that'll come to light and people will know whether you were telling the truth or not. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. yeah I, I, that's <clears throat> one of my biggest things. I, I remember... So, you know, working in the corporate world, I had this one boss who uh, he was awesome, man. To this day, he's one of the best one of the best people I've ever like even in even in the corporate world. I worked for a guy that like I, I, I admired how he approached every day and his whole thing and something I learned from him. It was the same exact way. He, he always said two things. He was like, if I don't know it, I'm going to tell you I don't know it, but I'm going to find the answer. I'm going to find a way. And then he would say, um, if you're wrong. He was like, just always take accountability for being wrong. And right. I feel like that to me, I, I've, I've taken that with me into basketball mm. now. Like just that mindset yeah. of I'm not going to be right all the time. That's just the way it is. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to know it all the time, but I'm going to try to figure out. I got Rob Foder's number now, so I can call him. <laughs> and I can say, hey, hey this happened. What, what's going on? You know? And I got you, brother. If there's an answer <laughs> out there. <laughs> you know, it's that, and and that's the blessing. I'm, I, I've been I've been doing this a long time, and obviously, you know the path that I took, and that I, I had to build this whole this whole system out because you know it's not to not to repeat, but just the idea that basketball was always taught wrong to me. Yeah, man. And when you when, if you go about it that way. We've talked about that before. If you go about it that way, you now have an underlying understanding that you're not going to find the answers where you're looking. So you must look somewhere else. So that being said, you have to now start to figure out where could the answers be? And then once you go on to this path of discovery, you come into places that there's cross sections. Wow, this can help me here. That can really help me. Or just to have the uh, the observation and the diagnostic ability to see something somewhere else and figure out how this can apply to us in basketball or to anything else for that matter. And once you once you are able to build the foundation of of being able to do that, man, things the world opens up in a way that just didn't make any sense before. This is perfect. This is perfect because now I can tell a quick I'm I'm going to stop you real quick because I want to just tell the quick story on how I met you in New York City and then I'm going to pick it up so you can tell them basically how you stumbled across basketball <laughs> and teaching it the way that you did because um it's incredible and it left me with my jaw on the floor while we were in New York City. So um so I sent so first of all, for anybody that doesn't know, I saw this video on YouTube. This all comes full circle because because you just did the podcast with um uh, oh with Leo with Leo out in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a great guy too. You'll love him. So this all comes. Yeah, he he told me he said well, I need to get you on. So maybe maybe I'll do a podcast with him. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So 
I saw the video of you working with Duncan in Sacramento, I believe, before a game. Right. And it was yeah. it was a drill. It was a drill. I've not. I I can't. I'm not going to call it a drill. I'm I'm assuming like knowing you, it's one of those things that, okay, I think this is going to work for something for him to work on, and we're just going to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, we do that a lot. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I'm watching this, and I'm like, and in my mind, you know, you know, Instagram and everything is is full of some outrageous stuff. Like there's some crazy stuff on there, <laughs> and I see yeah. this, I see this, and I'm like, this is different. I was like, but I, I understand it. I understand what he's doing and it's being done at the highest level. Uh, and I'm just like, man, I got to find out who this guy is. And that's where I started. Like I, uh, I started calling people, you know, I called first, I called Andrew Moran. Um, oh who's, yeah. 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 And Miami I asked, school. yeah. And he was like, and he, I called him and then he had nothing but nice things to say about you. And then I found you on Instagram and I reached out that way. And we set it up so I could move, I could come to New York City because you guys were playing the Knicks that night. Came with my yeah. wife, went to a diner right there in New York City, and we just got right into it. You started talking about basketball, and then you started drawing on the wall. And uh, <laughs> and I remember looking at my wife, and I was like, either, either this guy's crazy or he's a genius. And it, it turned out to be the latter. And uh, <laughs> so what I what I think would be awesome for people to hear is basically. What started your curiosity? Just like you said, you the, the game. Um, we always say change the game now. You and I like let's yeah, you know, yeah. change the game. Yeah, and but you know you you kind of started looking at basketball in a way that to me I, I had never heard anybody take have that take on it. So if you could maybe get into for them where that curiosity sparked and how you began that journey of of going down that rabbit hole to right, to a, right. a better understanding of it. Happily, uh, I'll first go back and say Andrew's a, Andrew's a great guy, and I've known him since he played in high school, played a lot of ball, and he's a he's a passionate uh, uh, he's a passionate basketball guy too. So I'm he's glad awesome. you guys were yeah, I'm glad you guys were able to connect. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, my basketball journey started the same as most: is I wanted to be a player, and I wanted to be a great player. And, um, I was, uh, it, it's funny. I mean, I, the, I use the word obsession, um, but obsession is the, um, you know, obsession is a really misunderstood thing. You know, it's kind yeah. of the lazy man's word for hard work, but yeah. it, you know, if you're committed to, if you're committed to something and you're willing to give up everything else to get it, then you're going to give yourself the best chance. No guarantees. So I, you know, I went down the path of I wanted to be a basketball player, and I, re- <laughs> I remember <clears throat> I didn't start playing until probably later. I, I, I was in sixth grade, maybe. A lot of other people had already started, and I was kind of I was kind of a munchkin. I was a little little guy. Uh, when I left eighth grade, I was five foot three. And, uh, when I when I came back for ninth grade, I was five foot eleven. I grew seven and a half inches in one summer. Didn't sleep very much because my legs were in pain all the time. But, yeah. um, you know, during during that time, I just, you know, I just wanted to be great. I wanted to figure it out. I remember I got cut from my seventh grade basketball team as, you know, a lot of people go through their own struggles. Uh, I got cut. I was a new kid in a new neighborhood. I didn't understand how this all worked because I'd, you know, beaten up on a bunch of guys on my on the team and played one-on-one and all that. But, hey, I was small, and, you know, teams require different kind of, you know, different kind of players. So I got cut, and I remember sitting down with my mom and my stepdad and saying, <clears throat> I've made a decision. They said, what's that? I said, I'm going to get a college scholarship for basketball. And, <laughs> you know, you can imagine that kind of – because my, my stepdad was not an athlete. My father was. My mom – um, <clears throat> my mom was with my dad and, and, uh, they weren't together anymore, but so, you know, oh, I got to say this, I, I don't mean to break in, but Bam just had the greatest run in the skills competition. Did he? <laughs> he didn't miss anything. There that was go. really, really fast. Hit the three ball right out of the gate. Way to go, Bam. So anyway, sorry, folks. That was my, that's just my guy. I got to live with them. So, <clears throat> you know, so I, um, 
I just, I just tried to figure out how am I going to be great. So I went and practiced like everybody else did. And, and I started watching and watching and watching. And, you know, everybody does the same thing. You go to camps, you go to this and that and the other thing. And then I started to realize people were struggling with the same things all the time. And the, the, the more you played, the better the players were, the more the problems were still the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being a psychotically curious, analytical kind of person, I decided that, um, I don't know, I guess there was th- that the answers didn't lie in basketball. And because of that, I had to try to figure out where the answers to these problems were. So <clears throat> I started studying lots of different things. I started studying physics. I studied, I started studying geometry, biomechanics, kinesiology, anatomy and physiology, um, martial arts, and yours and my favorite (laughs) cats. And so I, the funny thing, I told Leo that he got such a kick out of his weight because everybody says the same thing. You can say you studied the most complex. I studied uh, organic chemistry. I studied, you know, world (laughs) politics. And then you say you studied cats and they go, wait, wait, what? Did you say cats? I said, well, yeah. And I, you know, and, and I always relate it back to, you know, you'd hear a coach talk about a player and say, wow, that guy is quick as a cat or that guy's cat quick. So I thought, well, then I should study cats. Whenever I say that to coaches, they all look at me like this. It's some crazy thing because evidently nobody else ever did that. But my <laughs> question was always, well, why wouldn't you? And if you're not going to study cats, what do I care about the athlete that was as quick as a cat? I want to know the real deal. So, you know, growing up in Detroit, you can mess around with lots of cats (laughs) and uh, throw firecrackers and chase them around, whatever, however you want to do it. I did some, you know, devilish things. And and, um, (laughs) what you what you find is, is if you're observant about it, you start to see how they move and and what kind of things there that get them to do the things that they do. And I started to realize that whenever you scare the heck out of a cat, they always did the same thing. You know, they'd always drop down, their feet would go out wide, their eyes and their chin would go looking around and they were trying to figure out where they got to go. And it's, and you realize from that, that this is the innate fight or flight response. And anybody that studies science understands that human beings and cats are in the same kingdom, right? You have the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, and we're part of the animal kingdom, right? So therefore we had the same, we had commonalities with cats and people because we're all, you know, we're all animals. That being said now, my thought was, okay, great. So here is part of our innate fight or flight response. Now, how do we make a skill out of that? How do we teach that? So now you have to study how the body works and how your joints work and how muscles work. And, and then you have to understand forces and geometry and efficiency. And so it's just, you know, I went down this whole rabbit hole of, of crazy information that nobody in basketball ever did. And I guess, and <clears throat> started to come to my own conclusions that because we, because we learned incorrectly um, and, and it started like this, you know, how everybody starts basketball. Everybody is like, you did. I did. Everybody we know did. They all went mom, dad, coach. I want to play basketball. So being a good mom, dad, or coach, what do they all do? They get a ball. And they hand it to you. Now, here's a player who's got this implement and doesn't know how it works. So the first thing we all did was we all bent over and we started smacking the ball up and down. And we'd stare at it. And you can imagine, you can picture the body position and you're straight-legged and you're tipped over and you're just smacking the ball on the ground. But then the greatest thing we ever did first was the the between-the-legs move, right? (laughs) Bounce, 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 and then you step your leg over the top of it. And that was the coolest thing ever. Now, once you started to understand the science of all of this from an anatomy and physiology standpoint, you realized that you're putting an imprint. It's, there's something called a central programming generator, and it's what your nervous system does. The first time that you do something is how you will always do it, change it. So what is the problem with stepping over the basketball or bouncing it behind your back and moving your body around? What we just did is we created a central programming generator, layman's terms, a brain imprint to move our bodies around the ball. 
and therein lied the base for just about all of the problems that I ever mm -hmm. noticed in basketball. <clears throat> because people are moving themselves around this implement that is supposed to be moved around you. Now, that being said, and you, so I started to piece together thing, other things that I did. So the first time we went to a coach, basketball camp, clinic, whatever, what was the first thing we all learned there? The dreaded two-hand chest pass. Now, I yeah. say dreaded because if we're talking about shooting, this is a really, really bad brain imprint. So you can picture it because you have one hand on each side of the ball, your elbow, you, your shoulders lift up your elbows, your elbows stick out, and then you flick the ball. And you and I have talked about this before, and we'll talk about it in, in, a, in a second, but we talk about sequencing, what happens in what order. And you put together this imprint on your body, again, imprint on your brain, that you move in this fashion. Well, once you start to study how shooting and physics and all of energy transfer and all that stuff works, you realize that that's backwards as well. So here are all these things that we've learned backwards. And <clears throat> the difficulty is because nobody ever taught it differently, what did coaches do? They demanded that you did it this way, do it better, and they'd go get the best athletes to do it so you could overcome the challenges that the initial teachings put on us, yep. you know, and, and the hard thing is, is how do we create a different brain imprint? And if you think about it, it can be done. If you notice it across other sports sprinters, for example, think about the first time you ever ran as a young kid, you certainly didn't run like Usain Bolt runs and Usain Bolt didn't either. He had to learn that. So what I decided from things like that is there is a science to everything. Yeah. So if you're, if you're trying to understand the science of things, one of the things about playing a game with an implement is you need to know, understand how the implement is supposed to work. So it's funny because we get, I get guys bringing technology to me a lot saying, what do you think about this technology? We can create this. We'll create an avatar of this player. Uh, and it'll, it'll show them how the body moves and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, the first thing I would like is take a video of the player shooting and then remove the player. Right. So they can just see the ball and you'll start to get a clearer picture like you and I did at the restaurant, what the geometry of the basketball should look like. Yeah. This is, and the, then you start. Yeah. This is the, this to me, this is the problem with, uh, and uh, just to break in for a second. <clears throat> Is yeah. This is the problem to me with all, like you just said, everybody's infatuated with this technology that's supposed to be like, hey, here's an app to show you how you're how you're shooting and what you're supposed to doing, be, uh, what you're supposed to be doing. But yeah. it's not even close to looking at the things that it actually needs to look at yet. Right, right. And part of it is just you know you don't have an understanding of. You first have to look at your body and say, okay, your joints are supposed to work like this, right? And therefore, you have to put yourself in this position to be able to, oh, my gosh, Bam just beat Pascal Siakam. Way to go, Bam. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> obviously you can see I got my guys on in the background. but So, you know, what you do is, is if you start to figure out your body works this way, and then you've got this implement, like for shooting, what's the most important thing to shoot a ball well? What is it? It's to shoot the ball right. Exactly. And you can't believe the answers that I get when I ask that at clinics. What's the most important thing? The singular thing. And everybody, uh, follow through, uh, flow, uh, balance. And I'm like, no, no, no. Think simpler because nobody is t nobody's thinking about the basketball. Right. Everybody's thinking about the guy. And I said, well, you got to make the ball go straight and then work back from there. That's the simplest thing to understand. Work back from there. So <clears throat> in order to do that, then you need to understand the kinesiology of the body and the, you know, the physiology and how does all this stuff actually work? You know, so once you do that, then you can kind of try and go backwards and figure out ways uh, from other sports, from other things to, uh, to try to understand how this really should have been learned and how it really does work. Right. So 
you know, when you and I were at the restaurant and I, I just drew a geometric, a picture of a geometric shape on the wall. This is what the ball is supposed to do, right? right. It's pretty simple, right? You just formed a little arc from the imaginary shooter to the basket. At whatever flight you decide, you know, I have a reason for the flight that I choose in terms of uh, what trajectory and all, because I'm talking about four um, angle of acceleration, angle of deceleration. That's the physics part of the whole equation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, not everybody needs to know that. Whatever you choose the, the arc to be, you want to make it look very simple. But when a player, if you drew the, if you could take the player out of the video and watch the ball, most of the time you see the ball travel in three different directions, right? Yeah. And sometimes more than that. Sometimes it goes side to side as well as frontwards and backwards. And that is a really, really difficult thing to repeat at speed under duress. And in order to be a great shooter, you have to repeat an efficient motion over and over and over in every situation. Exactly. So simplicity, I mean, this is a, it's, it becomes a complex explanation of how to get to a very simple thing. Right. Simplicity know? is brilliance. Bruce Lee. Exactly. So it, I, I always say it. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's <clears> better <throat> than mine. I, 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 <laughs> I like you, Bruce. Bruce is bad. I didn't know you were just trying to one up me, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's funny because I've done that where, and, and I'm sure you've, you've experienced this now too, because we've talked about it. If you ask a group of people, explain shooting in one sentence. This is my favorite. That's a, this is my this is, it, that is so funny to me. So I've had, you know, I've been in front of some really high level coaches clinics and I, and I'll say this to them and say, explain shooting in one sentence. And you know how coaches, they start looking at each other and they think, hmm. I said, now make that sentence five words or less. And then crickets, right? Yeah. Everybody go, and you get all these furled brows and confused looks and guys like, Five, wait, five words, the shooting, you know, because they had this whole complex picture of da -da -da. So I was in Slovenia when I, I when I asked this one time and everybody, I said, listen, there's no wrong answers. Let's figure this out together. What do you guys think? And somebody finally said, throw it in the basket. And I clapped my hands together and I said, you know, that's really, really close. I wouldn't use the word throw because it can be misinterpreted, blah, blah, blah. But it's, to me, it's pass it to the basket. Yep. And I, you know, when you take somebody and you just have them pass the ball back and forth to you and I'll do it where I'll just say, okay, I want you to pass it to me and pass it exactly as I'm passing it to you. And you've done this before too, because I've seen, you know, I know you've got videos going with it and it's great. It's such yep. a great tool because it's a great picture that everybody gets. Exactly. And when you show this perfect passing motion, you realize that's a perfect shooting motion. And all yeah. you have to do from there is change the trajectory of the ball. And it's a really simple thing to do. Pass it to the basket. So, you know, that's where we came up. So I, when, when I started to build this whole thing out, I said, let's create a simple system of how to go ahead and shoot it. So there's a, I, I teach three different kinds of jump shots, but the jump shot that most people, most basketball players fall into the category of is what I call the momentum shot. Yep. And it's taught by the method of one, two, through. Yeah. And the one, my, this is, yeah. this changed, this changed everything for me as a teacher. It changed everything for me. Well, and, and I, there's, and kind of, there's a greater category for me as well is if you're going to categorize, how am I going to put together a method to teach under what umbrella must it fall? So my thing, my thing was, is you have to have good preparation, proper connection, and things must happen in the right order, sequence. So yep. preparation, connection, sequence. That's the basis of everything that I do. And within that, to make somebody understand how am I going to get this basketball shot to be done in a really simple way, the method becomes one, two, through. So you go to preparation and how do you stand? How do you take the ball to, to yourself? You know, how do you, how do you get yourself ready to shoot? And connection, I talk about there's three different types of connection, your body to the ground, 
your body to your body and the ball to your body. Mm-hmm. So when you bring the ball to your body and then, you know, we, you and I talk about loading your wrist and how much of a big deal that is, that brings the ball close to you. And it, it allows you to form that perfect geometric arc, right? So once you, you know, once you do that, and then really all you do is you load your wrist and keep the ball close to you. You raise the ball up independently of your body, and then you jump through it. You raise it up to the angle that you want to shoot it from, and then you jump through it, and that's it. And that's a really simple thing. Now, it becomes more complex when you add situational fundamentals, yep. and you have to go on the run and dribble and all that other stuff, but that's the basis of where you got to go, right? And if you yep. start there, you can... Did I lose you? No, somebody was just uh, somebody was just calling in, so I just uh, I X'd out of the phone. Bam one. Oh, I just saw. It. <laughs> Get out of here. Go ahead, Bam. <laughs> what an upset! How about the two guys in the final? Bam out of bio and Demona Sabonis. That is so uh, great. That is that's so cool. great. I am so. Man, that. This, uh, I can't this might be. Look at Myers. Myers losing his mind. This Myers is hobbling a, around on one foot, too. How great is that? This might be a – what if Miami sweeps every competition tonight? Oh, my – that would be the most hilarious thing ever. First off, I got to tell you, that was the longest shot right there, wasn't it? Because Duncan, <laughs> Duncan, Duncan can really, really shoot it, and Derek Jones can do things I've never seen anybody else do. That is outrageous. That's awesome. I'm happy for Demonis. I'm so happy he was in the final. How cool is that? Good stuff, man. Yeah, I'll tell you. And, that, and that's, a, that's something that we really, really, you know, we focus on. You look at Myers and we, everybody just enjoys everybody else's success. That is just the coolest thing. Oh, my Culture, God. man. Culture. That's Culture. great. All right. So where were we? One, two, through, right? So yes. when you create that, that simple system, and then you understand it falls under the umbrella of preparation, connection, and sequence. It gives you a path to be able to diagnose where people are, where their struggles are, okay? And then under that bigger umbrella of preparation, connection, sequence, I always talk about what things happen in what order. We talk about lines and levels, and then you're talking about efficiency. And they kind of, you know, they all fall into that category and you get to, you know, you get to move on from there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, the, the hard thing is being able to look at somebody, especially at higher levels, because you've got to communicate and understand it at a completely different level than when you're starting with someone um, because they've been through so much and, and um, you know, there's people are at, at the highest levels. Like I tell guys all the time, look, you guys are pros for a reason. I'm not, you know, there's very seldom rebuilds where we have to take things apart and put them back together. I've had to do that before with, with, uh, you know, professional players. Um, but for the most part, you have to be able to pick the one tiny thing that will create 20 other things. And that's a, that's the fun part of the challenge is to be able to look at something. And I've been really blessed. I've been able to, I can see things. I, 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 inherited my dad's eye i can see things in micro in- increments in real time at speed and even faster than a than a video camera so i don't know where that came from but it's just thank goodness i i'm uh, that i'm blessed with that <laughs> well it's part of the it's part of the reason i call you the legend because uh, <laughs> I, it's like you uh, i see you pick up on things and it takes me like 30 times to actually <clears> look at it and I finally start to really understand what's going on. So it's, it's awesome, man. It's, it's really cool. Every, well, every, every, time the, you, every time you do that. Yeah. And the great thing for me is that there are people out there that really, really want to want to get this, get to a place where, you know, that, that we're, we're servant, you know, we're servant educators. Teach we're the teacher. <clears throat> well, that, that's, you know, I, I, that's my, that's my goal is, is if we're going to, you know, in order to help the game grow the way that, that we'd hope, we have to teach the teachers. And the cool thing is, is when you find incredible people uh, like yourself, uh, like Leo, uh, like Philip Morrison, like Andrew, 
even our guy UC over in uh, over in Finland. These guys are, you know, uh, they're really passionate about wanting to get things done in a way that that reaches people and speeds up their own process. You know, right. so that part's really cool. So I feel well, blessed that I that that I came across you and you know, that we get to share the platform and the journey together. And, uh, you know, I, that's just, that's just a cool thing for me. Yeah. It's been awesome, man. It's been so cool. And for anybody <clears throat> listening, that whole story that Rob just told is essentially what I heard for the first time in, in, uh, in that New York restaurant and on the ride <laughs> home, on, on the ride home. That's when I looked at, looked at my wife and I said, I don't know if I know anything about basketball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny because we've had I've, I've been with a lot of really high level people that say, "Wow, gosh, I never thought I have, I've always been teaching this wrong." I say, well, right. I mean, don't go that way. We can, you know, there's a lot of ways to do this, but once you once you understand the physics, the the biomechanics, the kinesiology, the geometry, when you start to understand efficiency and all that, it it changes your process. It allows you to look at the thing. It allows you to evaluate what you're doing and come up yeah. with say, okay, I don't need this. And this is what I do with a player individually. <clears throat> I look at exactly what they're doing and I try to take out the things that they don't need. And when you eliminate, it's like a great sculptor. You know, you picture that, uh, that, that sculpting circle, that thing, that, that wheel that whips things around right. and somebody looks in there and they, and they make an indentation that goes around the whole thing. And then they'll just start to peel away layers that aren't needed. And it, all of a sudden, you're left with this really gorgeous creation at the end. <clears throat> that's kind of what we're trying to help players and, and coaches and teams and, and that kind of thing do. Um, but in order to do it, you have to understand what's essential and what's not. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But, I'm, I'm just... I'm so excited like to continue to learn. And then I just think with the conversations we have, and I think where ultimately our, our vision is of, of getting at this out there to more and more people and just changing the game. Man, I, I don't, I'm, I'm always excited about it. I'm always pumped about it. I'm in the, I'm so pumped about it that you have me in the gym at five o'clock in the morning going, <laughs> through, going through movement series and, and everything like that. And then I, I will say, because it's, it's, it's always funny to me that, um, you probably, you know, in my eyes, teach shooting in a way that I think is, is, is just hands down the best. I've just never heard anybody else's theory and then applied it myself. And you don't and you don't shoot the ball yourself. Right. <clears throat> you, your big thing is you're probably you're probably the only shooting coach out there that just doesn't care about shooting. the I ball. <laughs> you know, I've shot my shots and, and I've you know, I used to travel and do shooting lectures and and, you know, I. I I'll just, I'll relay this one story. I remember I did, um, I did a shooting lecture and I get to the end and you know how, cause you do them all the time. You get to the end and you say, okay, does anybody have any questions? Right. Yeah. And hands go up. And what do we always do? We're always trying to, you know, we always pick the little guy in the front. Right. And he, I said, so what's your question? And <laughs> what's the question? Can you, dunk? Go, Can you dunk? And I went, Oh my God. I said, where's the guy keeping that chart? And he <laughs> guy raises his hand and go, Hey, what did we just shoot? Guy goes 225 for 227 coach. I said, and you want to know what, where's that damn basketball? Now this is back when I was an athlete. So I took the ball and I bounced it off the floor and I dunked it two hands backwards. And I go, who can, so what I did is I changed my lecture after that. So the next thing is I didn't want to get that question again. So I came out there and I got warmed up and I said, I said, uh, you know, I got introduced and I said, okay, so, <clears throat> I, I took the ball and I ran up there and I did five different kinds of dunks. And I said, look, not everybody can do that, but everybody, as you're walking to the top of the key, can do this. And you yeah. let it go and splash. And I said, now that, we have your, now that we have your attention, let's get to the important things of something. And, but for me, you know, I, I, doing the lectures was great. You know, I'll demonstrate sometimes to my guys, but I, gosh, I just, I don't care if I can shoot anymore. Right. Can I shoot? Right. Yeah, I mean, I can I can show you enough shots to make you understand that I can shoot, but I don't care. I don't. It doesn't matter if I can shoot better than somebody else, or the the what I care about is that I can get you 
to shoot better than somebody else. And that somebody else is yourself. You want to get better than them. You want to get better than yourself. Then you can start taking on competition. And, you know, then you start, you know, and the fun part for me is, is now I have uh, this base and understanding of takes at the highest levels in the world. And, and to be able to look at something and say, here's what we need. And then five minutes later, we're, we're, it's done. Yeah. And then we, you know, so we can, you can create, I, I believe this. I believe it now. I will believe it till the day I'm gone. You can improve as a shooter, the next rep. You can be better the next rep. You can become a great shooter very, very quickly. Now, the habits of doing it under duress when the lights shine brightest, that's something different. Creating a habit is different than learning the task. So you must learn the task, but like you and I talk about, you have to understand the why of what you're doing because only when you understand the why do you really internalize the what, you know, and most of it, you know, the golden ring of learning, most people do it backwards. It's what am I doing? How do I do it? Why am I doing it? That was always something that I felt was another deficiency in how we learned the game. And I started looking at and saying, wait, why am I doing this? Why is my elbow straight? Why are my shoulders square? Why are my feet square? I teach none of those. Because from if you study kinesiology and biomechanics, your body, your body doesn't work like that. So you've got to put your body in a way in, in positions for it to work at its optimal and then attach the implement. And that's where I say we did it backwards. We took yeah. the implement and moved ourselves around it. So hopefully, you know, the more, you know, the more people that get onto it, like we, you know, you and I talked about it. We've been, I've been teaching pivoting, you know, you put your pivot foot down, you put your body posted up over your pivot foot and you move your foot backwards and you mm -hmm. push off of a back foot, you know, and I've had coaches say it's a negative step. It's not, I don't put, I don't go backwards. I don't drop to, I don't drop weight in two different directions. You know, we do what's what we call vertical drop and you move your, like cats do in there, you know, when it, their time to take off, they move their center of gravity lower to the ground. They get a lever behind the direction they want to go and then they blast off. Yeah, That's what wide receivers do. That's what sprinters do when they run. That's what running backs do when they run into a hole. Tennis, when they go to return serve, you watch them. The greatest athletes all move. Balance and movement are generally universal at the highest levels. So, you know, that's we've been teaching that in basketball now, dropping your back foot back instead of the jab step the way you and I learned it. Um, right. You know, that was – I think that might have been one of the first things of – where I felt like, Hmm, I think we're going wrong here. So, yeah. Well that, I mean, I, I always say there's a, there's a cool quote out there and somebody said that you, you have to go there to know there. And yeah. Yeah. Part of the reason I, I get up and I still do these things a lot is because I'm, I'm trying to, I, I feel like I, I understand it. Right. I know the why yeah. behind it, but I want, I want to feel it. Like I, I just, I really want to feel what's going on here. So that when yeah. I teach it at least, and, and obviously you've already done this, right. But for yeah. me, I, when I teach it, I want to know what they're feeling as well. I want to know what, 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 what ultimately they're they're probably thinking or feeling going through it. So well, and that and that's the awesome thing about how you're doing things too. To be able to jump into the pool <laughs> or jump into the fire, you gotta you've got to go in there and you've got to understand. Wow, because if you understand the difficulties, you can right. then diagnose and understand. You can see the difficulties before a player knows what it is, before a right. coach knows what it is. And then this, this way we can, we can be led to the same place much more quickly. You know, the idea of going to a high quality teacher is to save yourself time and energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, I had some, I had some kids today and we were, we were just going some, some very basic off the dribble stuff and he uh, explained to them just the importance of, and this took me a little bit to understand, but the, you, you always stress the hand preparation stuff, which is to me is genius, but working with these kids today and stressing, you know, why we do it, we're, we're preparing our hands early so that we can pretty much ensure that that ball is going to move first, right? We're going to keep our level yeah. on this movement and then have <clears> our hands ready. So when our feet finally do come underneath us, that ball is already in position to move first. Right. And, um, 
I started, you know, I was doing some really basic with the, the fake pass type stuff, getting their hands on the ball early. Yeah. And so we we're doing that. And then we went to just straight pickups and how fast they were getting their hands on the ball. And they just, and they couldn't miss. They couldn't miss. <laughs> and it was, it was, yeah. it was like the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. This makes a right? lot of sense. Well, the earlier that the earlier you can, you know, the earlier you have in your hands, the more control you have over the ball. Yep, and you're not exactly. reacting to it. You don't react to like people that, you know, we used to see it all the time where that last dribble, they would slam it into their hands. Well, when you do that, that's a, there's a lot of energy that that happens there. And those yep. that energy is all going in the wrong direction. So if you start studying the science of of forces, you start to realize, huh? That's not really that effective a thing, too. So the earlier you have it in your hands, wow, you can just start to direct things so much more easily and then yeah. attach energy from your body and just put it right in the ball and off you go. You know, it's an easy. Hey, like it's an easy said, concept. Easy, easy, yeah. easy, man. Easy. It's simple. Yeah, it's simple, but it ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> we use that a lot. We use that a lot around the arena. That's for sure. Well, well, this this was I don't want to. We're almost at an hour here, so this was perfect. I feel like wow, we probably forever. Um, yeah, we probably could. We probably but could. I think I think that this. Um, I've had good good reception to the podcast. I know people are going to go. People are going to be mind blown by it. But I think that this is one of those things that will will serve as like a constant uh, resource for people. You know what I mean? So I know for 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 myself. You know, being able to see that one time you working with, I think it was the uh, the G League team, and um, watching you explain and kind of go through your lecture that way, I can't tell you how many times I watched that because oh, <laughs> I, remember I watched that. it. And and uh, and just like you say, I, when I when I when I write things down, I never write it in my phone. I, I have I have a notebook, and I you should see yeah. my notes on that on on just that forty five minute long video because it's like six pages worth, and That's it just awesome. it. Just, opened my world to a whole new thing. So hopefully this podcast can help a lot of those teachers out there too. Well, Mike, I, I'll say I'm just as blessed as, uh, as you feel to be able to come across to you and, and everybody that, uh, that you and I are going to reach as brothers. I'm, I'm excited to be able to, to go down that path. You know, it's, um, it's a great thing. And, you know, the, the, the blessings are that we have validation, um, yep. We have uh, we have a, a really great track record. We have, um, you know, we have a lot of people that are that are interested now. And in order to, you know, in order to go out there, like you said, let's change the game. Change um, the game, man. Yeah, we've got a we've got a great platform, and I'm 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 really thankful that uh, that we get to do this, and that I'm hoping that uh, you know if uh, if people are interested, then we'll we'll keep doing it. Cause there's, we will, man. like you said, we got, <laughs> we could just keep going and going and going and going. And, you know, I would drive, <laughs> I would drive everybody into another game because they said, I can't listen to that guy anymore. But, um, <laughs> well, uh, if, if there's people that want our help, that's, uh, that's what we're out here for. So very, very cool yeah. stuff. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Let's Likewise, go, uh, brother. Let's, let's watch, let's watch Duncan win this competition. Come on, Dunk. Let's go. So guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Likewise, Mike. Appreciate right. you. See you.